What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Sunday, April 14th, 2013. You guys are listening to episode 107. That's right, 107, and I am doing it from the beautiful, amazing W Hotel in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh,. You know what? With this tour that I'm on, you got to give me leeway. I could not get this done until now, but I have some time in the hotel. I wanted to do it the right way. And I um, was going to have guests on. I was going to have Jason Lawhead on. Bill Burr was maybe going to pop on because we're on the tour bus together here and we're, we've been doing a bunch of shit. But the way that this has been working out, uh, the only way that I was actually going to be able to do this and, and get this done was going to be um, up in the hotel tonight because it has just been a whirlwind of unbelievable things happening here. Uh, Buckle up for this one, everybody. It's going to be a good one. And I just have a lot of shit to say. This is like sometimes with my podcast, people always say, how do you do it? You know, you write down some bullet points sometimes and you just go and you just talk. And I'm sure if you listen to the show many times uh, and you've heard me, you know, like there's no way that he could have wrote something like that because, you know, my well, sometimes I just go off and stuff. Um, And there's definitely some things that I want to talk about on this show. But Um, this one, I didn't even really have to write too much about what I wanted to talk about, just what's been going on in this tour. Um, do have some amazing stuff to talk about, about some, uh, some sports stuff. And, um, you know, one really unfortunate thing that happened, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that as well. Um, as always, I got to start off by saying the Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Butterfly Radio, please download the free app on your iPhone, and the Butterfly Radio app allows you to send up to a five-minute audio message to your favorite podcasts that are on Butterfly Radio, and um, this allows the podcast to uh, hear your message and get right back to you personally. You can also go to ButterflyRadio.com to register and get your own podcast or podcasts up there, post your own pictures and do all that stuff. So Butterfly Radio, if you are a podcast um, junkie and nerd which you probably are if you're listening to this, it's definitely makes sense to download it for free if you have an iPhone. Okay, so um, I am in Atlanta. It's been uh, crazy. The second leg of the tour starts uh, tomorrow in about, um, yeah, tomorrow morning we're going to leave Atlanta and head down. We have two shows at the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa uh, Improv, which should be cool. Uh, the unfortunate part about what's going on with the tour is that Jason Lawhead is off of it. And um, I just got to talk about this dude for a second. Uh, I miss him already. And it just, you know, the, the thing, he just left today. I mean, I was with him today and, and he left and, and it and it's, but what, what basically happened is um, Jason Lawhead's a comedian. He's uh, originally from Cleveland. He's lived out in Los Angeles for a long time. Friends with Bill, uh, Bill Burr. And Bill has always talked to me, been like, oh, Verzi, Lawhead this and Lawhead that. And he's told Lawhead, oh, Lawhead, Verzi this and Verzi that. And you guys both like sports. And, you know, I can't wait for you guys to meet. And and this guy mimics athletes at the plate in the box like you've never seen. Little things he does with his hands. Everything he does when he talks is move. Everything he does when he talks about somebody is move around and does mimics. And he could do a batting stance perfect and... His Reggie Jackson is unbelievable, and he does uh, Ricky Henderson waiting for an outfield, waiting for a fly ball in the outfield. All these little, all these little mannerisms that these people do—so funny. Such a nice guy, killed the shows, 
Um, he was great on the shows. He fucking killed. And it was just, I mean, we were quoting movies. We must have quoted the movie Kingpin and Ernie McCracken lines the whole time. We couldn't have had a better time. We'd get off stage. We'd get a drink. We'd watch Bill go on and just tear down these places that we just opened in front of. And it's been, it's been amazing. Um, so I leave, I get on the airplane and, uh, didn't have a good flight down there. Didn't have a good flight down to uh, to Atlanta because we came to Atlanta first. It's kind of been crazy. We've came we came to Atlanta first, and because the night we came in was the national championship game, and um, we went to see Louisville and Michigan play. And uh, I'll get into the game. I'll get into the game when I get into the sports section of the show. But so I get here. I had a bumpy flight. Just didn't like it. And I think I had like a newer pilot or something or the pilot because his landing. He was one of those pilots that, like, his landing, he had to, like, speed up to get to the fucking distance the right way. Like, you could tell. Like, he was coming in, and he was, oh, he's stepping on it. Oh, stepping on like, just trying to get there. It was fucking weird. I thought we were going to overshoot the runway. I'm not kidding. Maybe that's me being paranoid. thought that the plane shook a lot. There was a lot of turbulence. And I figured, oh, great, because I'm going to some fucking great thing now, I'm, in the, I'm on this shitty flight. So I land, and I talk to Burr. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, I'm down here at the bar. I'm grabbing something to eat. And he tells me where he was. And he goes, dude, you don't understand. He goes, we got invited. They went to this Anchorman 2. They went to the Anchorman 2 fucking set and met those guys and talked to those guys and fucking Farrell talked to them as Ron Burgundy and all kinds of shit. So I'm like, fuck, if I would have taken an earlier flight, I would have got a chance to see that because, you know, Farrell's just the king. So I'm like, all right, whatever. We're going to this game tonight. The tour is going to start tomorrow. This is going to be great. So uh, <laughs> we get the. Um, I, I'm gonna like I said. I'm gonna do this in reverse because I t- you know the game. The game was amazing. Actually, you know what? I can talk about the game now. I'll just I'll just get the game out of the way. I'll do the sports section of um, of the podcast right now, and then I'll go on to the tour. Okay, I'll have you fucking guys have to listen to my sports shit in order to stay to listen to some incredible shit that's been going on here. Uh, so, we go to the Georgia Dome, and Jason Law had brought his dad, his 75-year-old dad, Jim, who was amazing. This guy's been through so much shit in his life. You know, he's had he's had bouts with, 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 with dealing with illnesses, and, and he's de- just dealt with a lot of stuff. And um, Bill was kind enough and nice enough to, you know, say, hey, man, bring him along, and we'll go, and we'll do all this stuff. So, um, guy was great, and um, he's a Hall of Fame basketball coach in Ohio for Ohio um, High School. He was, I mean, like a legend. Like, this guy's a Hall of Fame coach. It was unbelievable. And uh, we went to the game. We went to the Georgia Dome, Michigan, Louisville. You know, good seats, places packed. I mean, almost 75,000 people where the Falcons play. Unbelievable game. Back and forth. Things you've never seen, like two white guys dominate the first half. Little white guy, that guy Spike on um, Michigan was dropped fucking four threes, just taking it to the hole, layups. And then... um, then Luke Hancock, who got the most outstanding player for the tournament, he comes off the bench and he drops 20-something points for Louisville. He puts up like four threes in a row and all kinds of big shots. It was unreal. It was just, I said, the last time two white guys dominated an NCAA game, Roosevelt was in fucking office. Like, th- th- this just doesn't happen. 
And then um, num- both number threes, that Siva kid and um, Trey Burke on Michigan, they both played great for their schools. And we were just into this game, and the place was going nuts, just down to like the last minute if you saw the game. And it was awesome. The only thing that kind of threw me for a loop was, I mean, I was excited, and we saw a bunch of people like lining up to get beers. And I'm like, why the fuck is everyone lining up to get beers outside? Because in any kind of college venue, there's no alcohol. So we, I, I drank a Diet Coke during this game. Which was fine because we had some drinks afterwards and actually a couple before. So it was fine, but there was no drinking during the game, which 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 pretty much actually made me take in the game more. Like I understood more. I was able to memorize it because, you know, you're drinking, you're talking shit, then you could lose some stuff. So it was a great game. Louisville ended. I tweeted because someone's like, hey, Verzi, man, everyone says, you you know, Burr always says, you know, you call it. What are you calling? So on Twitter, I put that I'm taking Louisville by five or six. I tweeted that from the airport in the morning, and that's exactly what they won by. They won by six, I believe. But it was cool to see history. Uh, Rick Patino, coach of Louisville, uh, first coach in history to win two NCAA national championship titles under two different schools. He actually went, did it with three. He went with three and won with two because I believe he went with Providence too when he was there. So got to see that. Lawhead's dad, this Hall of Fame coach, older guy who I just met that day, was just like really emotional about being there and loved it. And we all go back to the hotel and we... um, and we have some drinks. So that so that was the that was the Louisville like first night before we get on the tour bus. Un, unreal. And um, other things in sports, I haven't really been able to keep up. Like to be honest, I know that the Yankees are five and five now, and I know that Cano is on a tear, which obviously makes me very fucking happy because he's he's my guy. Um, really hated to see Kobe Bryant. Really hated to see Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, bust his Achilles like that and, and kind of be, you know, just not cool, man. Like, to see a guy crying, he's old, he's, you know, he's probably, they were saying he's going to maybe, Stephen A. Smith said, like, next year he thinks it's going to be his last year, which would be his 18th season, and that's not including all the other extra games he played in the playoffs, and now with the Achilles out, so seeing a guy like that with heart and stuff and crying because he knows he's out for the year, that's that's really tough to see. Whether you like the guy or not, whether the guy's, you know, what you think he's selfish or a dick or whatever, or, you know, you never want to see a great player, you know, maybe a rapist get hurt, but not a great player. I'm kidding. No, I just think that um, when somebody with heart and who really cares that much and stuff goes down, it sucks to see. Um, so I've been watching some stuff on the bus and... Um, you know, I guess I'll get into this. Uh, I don't want to get into this too much because it's a really unfortunate situation. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to let anything ruin what's been going on here. Uh, but, you know, if we were posting up a lot of stuff and, and we were talking about the games and we were tweeting about the shows and talking about everything and uh, a reason why we came back here to um, to Atlanta was not only to perform at the Tabernacle, which I'll get into, which was, you know, one of, one of the most insane nights you could do as a comedian, but, um, we also came to go to the masters and, um, I can't really use names here, but I'm just going to make this, I'm just going to make this, um, ah, this sucks, man, to even talk about. I, I feel like, uh, well, we were supposed to go to the masters yesterday and 
Bill had um, spoke to somebody, and we, uh, Bill and I have been to the Masters. We went in 2010 when Phil Mickelson won it, and it was Tiger's first. It was Tiger Woods' first tournament back after all the shit that he had been going through, and he took off to be with his family after he got caught with all those, those women and shit. So we go to that, and it's an amazing time. So we figure, hey, let's go to the same people. And uh, and please, if you're listening to this, like, I don't want, you know, please don't say, oh, you know, what happened or like, you know, it's not, I, I'm just going to say what, what kind of went down and, and you could take what you want with it, but it's not something I really want to address anymore after this. But I obviously want to be honest and let you guys know. So um, we do all these shows, which I'm going to talk about after this, and then we were supposed to come back to Atlanta. We did the two shows at the Tabernacle. We're going to go to the Masters yesterday. And then we had today off. We were going to relax today, watch the end of the Masters, chill out, and then start the leg to Florida um, tomorrow, which is Tampa, Tallahassee, and South Beach. So yesterday we go to the place where we're supposed to get our badges, uh, where we've been before. And um, quite frankly, um, you know, uh, we were robbed and, and, and in a, in a, not in a... In a not in a literal way, but just a lot of shady bullshit and bad things happen. And, um, you know, it was really tough to see. It was a really tough day. It was, um, you know, seeing my friends be upset, seeing seeing what happened. It just was not cool, and, and we did not end up going to the Masters. Um, but, you know, victory's coming, and, and we'll be all right. But it was just something where um, just an unfortunate piece of shit thing happened, and, um, you know, what can you do when you deal with fucking, when you deal with people like that, there's nothing you could do, so, uh, we did not get a chance to go to the Masters, and, um, but we made the best of it, we came back, you know, we got the bus, and, um, you know, a hotel, and, and everything is nice, we're in Atlanta, and we chilled out, we went out last night, and, um, it's been great, it's been great, we made the best of it, and, um, you know, situation will definitely be rectified, but it was, uh, you know, that's, that's why we weren't able to go to the, to the Masters, so, that being said, let me get back to the, um, and that's unacceptable for the week, just giving your word on something, and having somebody pay for something, and then doing the wrong thing with it, it it's so unacceptable that, you know, it's just fucking the most ridiculous thing. It's absolutely unacceptable and disgusting and disgraceful and whatever other word you could come up with like that. Just absolutely unacceptable. And, um, you know, I just feel that that's why the mob is the best business motto in the world. It's like you get shit done or people fucking pay. I mean, that's just the way that it has to be. So, whatever. Uh, Moving forward, though. Uh, I got to let you guys know about this tour that's going on. Thank you, everybody who's coming out to this and who's, you know, I have so many uh, people and I know I got after this tour, I've already have a bunch of new listeners to the podcast. So thank you. Welcome aboard. And um, please let me know what you think of the podcast. Leave your comments on iTunes as always. And I will get into the into the um, into the tour. So after we go to the Louisville game, we go back um, and we have some drinks and then we get on this bus. Now the bus is waiting at the hotel in the morning. We come out and um, they're there and I walk out. I was the last to walk out of the hotel to actually see the bus. They were there looking at it and 
I go out there and this gigantic, and I posted pictures on Twitter, this gigantic monstrosity, just this huge, like, flat black, insane bus, and it's just insane, and I meet the driver, this guy Steve, they had, uh, I guess Matchbox 20 was in the bus the week before, and uh, next week the killers are going on this thing, it's just sick. So you get on it, and there's a master bedroom with, like, a steam, like, stand-up shower in it. Like, nice. Like, a master bedroom. It's fucking insane. And then there's two bunks on the top, two bunks in, um, on the bottom, in the middle, like, in the in the middle tube of the, of the, you know, the cabin of the bus. And then there's a living room, a little place to sit and eat, a couple of leather recliners, kitchenette, two bathrooms, um, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. Flat screen TVs. It's, it's quiet. Like when you close the door to go to bed, it's almost like soundproof. It's amazing. It's fucking, I don't even know. We went shopping. We stopped at this big like Walmart and we got DVD movies to watch on this thing. We got food. We stocked the refrigerator and we're just having a great time. You know, we had booze. We, it was, it was sick and you're just driving through. So we drive to, uh, Athens, Georgia. Uh, right near the Georgia campus, and uh, we did the Georgia Theater, old theater, really old, didn't seat too many, but like cool little balcony, awesome, that was the first night, and it was, you know, it was a good show, it was a good show, uh, first one under the belt, everything was fine, you know, everybody did great, get on the bus, and through the night, we drive to um, Birmingham, Alabama, now Birmingham was at a comedy club called the Stardome Comedy Club in, in Alabama. And it's, it's almost, it used to be like a dinner theater. It seats like, I don't know, it seats, I think, I think we, we did, yeah, what did we do? Did we do two there or one there? No, we did one there and it seats like close to like 500 or 450. And it was awesome. You know, uh, Lawhead hosted, went up, killed, killed, man. You know, and uh, I went up. I had a great set. I, you know, it was all amazing uh, time. And 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 then Bill went up and just fucking murdered. And and we hung out. And we met a lot of people. Lawhead's sister lived there, so she came out with her husband, and it was just really nice. It was a good time. I met a lot of cool people in Birmingham. So I, my new listeners, if you're listening, I had a great time, and and I appreciate all the support. Uh, just a great show. Busting out some, you know, yeah, busting out a lot of a lot of the new material on the tour so far, and, and it was, um, it was awesome, you know, and that, that one, uh, we actually had to get on the bus that night, so we weren't staying in, in Alabama, so we, what we did was we performed, and the cool thing is this tour bus, which is amazing, right, the tour bus is insane, and it pulls up right next to the stage, all right, see, I put you guys on pause for a second, but you didn't know it. Um, drinking enough water on this fucking trip. I'm pissing like an animal. But anyway, so this beautiful bus pulls up, and now when we're going to venues, it's right next to the stage. So you walk off this fucking cruise ship. It's like a hotel. You walk off of this nice fucking insane place to chill, and then you walk up the ramp and you walk into the, onto the stage and then there's fucking, th- you know, all these people and you could just walk off and just go and So we had like a bottle of bourbon on the bus and we, you know, we, um, <laughs> this is a great story from Birmingham, but anyway, 
we we have a lot of uh, bourbon on the bus and booze. So we'd get off stage and our night's done and we would go, we would pour like, you know, pour a little, you know, get some whiskey or whatever on the rocks and then we would drink it, go back in, you know, watch watch some more of the show. It was just sick, you know, um, and, and we have a good time. So we get on this bus uh, right after the show. We say bye to everybody, whatever, um, and and we hop on the bus and we leave and we have like, we have, I think, seven hours? Yes, yeah, seven hours to go from Birmingham to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, which we're doing the, uh, we're doing the, the theater in the music hall in Charleston, which seats like 900 people, so we're sitting there, we got a bottle of makers on the, on the bus, we're hanging out, watching TV, Bill's on one leather recliner, Lawhead's dad's on another, Lawhead's on like the leather couch, and I'm sitting on the leather seat that has like the little marble table sticking out, so if you want to write something or, you know, that's where I'm sitting. So we're all kind of facing each other like in a living room with the TVs on and we're talking. And we're tired. It's fucking tiring. We we did the game and then we did Athens and then we did, you know, Alabama. And we just got on the bus and we're tired. And we're looking around and, you know, we start yawning. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to have one more glass. We're like, sip this, finish this glass of whiskey. And I'm just going to fucking go into the bunk and that's it. So all of a sudden... Burr and I get into a discussion, and it was fucking, long story short, we get into this big sports discussion, and it revs us all up, and now we're up, and I'm drinking, no one's yawning anymore, we're all like pumped up from this, you know, these stupid arguments or talking sports, and, you know, I, we're, we're drinking again, we're getting beers, and we're watching things, and we just get the second wind through this drive all hours of the night. So finally at like four, Jason's dad goes to bed. Then it's me, Jay, and Bill. And then at like six, Bill goes to bed. So now it's me and Jason Lawhead. We're sitting up and we're still pouring whiskey and I'm still drinking beer. It was it was insane, right? So I'm sitting there, we're getting fucked up, we're talking, you know, we're telling stories, talking comedy from LA comedy from New York, you know, just talking all kinds of, uh, of shit that you talk about with somebody that, you know, you're drinking with late at night, you know, all that stuff, no, I love you, dude, you're a fucking, you know, all that shit, and, you know, great stories, and, and just talking about how amazing the tour is, and that, you know, we're, we're it's just amazing opportunity, and, 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 and saying that we're on it, and, you know, so, having this great time, and then finally, the bus driver wakes up out of his bunk, and he gets and he's so cool. Couldn't have been couldn't be better at his job. The guy just gets it. And he wakes up and he sees us up. And it's like seven thirty eight in the morning, still drinking. And he goes, Holy shit. And he told us that like I mean he said like, you know, this guy was the guy that was driving the bus when like Kid Rock got arrested at a fucking Waffle House. Like this guy's seen it all. This guy's been on there with insane amounts of bands and he was like, I don't know if I ever seen He's like, it's been a real, no, this is what he said. He said, it's been a really, really long time that I've seen, I've woken up and seen people still drinking whiskey in the bus at eight o'clock in the morning. Like we were partying like fucking rock stars. It was sick. And end up going to bed at just some horrible hour. 
and only sleep until probably like maybe five hours, 11.30, and then, you know, they're up. And you hear people up. And the worst is when you're sleeping and you hear other people up when you're in like not in your environment. And I didn't care because I was so tired, so I did sleep for a while, but it was just still weird, you know? So um, I, we wake up. And we, we get to Charleston, and we're in Charleston, South Carolina, which, by the way, one of the nicest, coolest places to, 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 like, Charleston, South Carolina, it's one of these places where if you weren't in show business or something, and you just wanted to live, like, a nice, quiet life in, like a, like, a, like, a quaint and historic town near water, it, it's great. And we were doing this little play, not little, but 900-seater um, in, in like the historic district in downtown uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And the crowd was fucking insane. Like the crowd was nuts. Lawhead hosted and like when he was done hosting, like 60 people stood up for him. They were so pumped and good. I got on stage and I just had such an amazing time and amazing, it was, it was awesome. They were loud, they were great. Um, get off stage, Bill, Bill, I mean, just fucking like, they, this whole place like instantly total just stood up for him. And then when he was done, stood up for him again. I mean, they, they, this crowd was so fucking pumped up and ready for comedy. They were amazing. It was awesome. And, uh, then one of the coolest things, one of the coolest things happened. There was a cigar bar in downtown Charleston that allows you to smoke cigars and drink wine up until like whatever time and the guy that worked there you know he knew that we were in town he knew who bill was he knew we were comedians in town and he was just so fucking happy like he was just hooking us up with shit and being extra nice and like giving us private treatment and we're drinking wine and we're sitting outside and the weather's perfect and we had just finished our third show and we're about to get on the bus to come to atlanta um in the morning and it was just one of those times where you're like, man, this is a highlight, you know, this is special, you're smoking cigars, you know, with your friend, and I met my new friend and his dad, and everything was great, it was just this amazing, like, relaxed, and I was so tired, I'm not gonna lie, like, the one thing about touring on a bus, especially with your buddies that like to, you know, hang out afterwards and stuff, is, like, I'm not getting that much sleep on this fucking thing, like, tonight, last night I actually got to sleep, and tonight, you know, we're staying here. I'm at this beautiful hotel in Atlanta. And then finally we leave it. And then that's it. And the only reason why there's a day off is because we were supposed to be at the Masters and then have today off. So I'm going to get to bed, you know, after this podcast and sleep and, and that's it. But it's been tough because you're not getting rest. How are you going to get rest? Your buddies who you're performing in front of fucking all these theaters are, you know, talking and, you know, you're just pumped up. And then after the show, you should be like, yeah, I should really go back and lay down. But someone's like, I have a whiskey talk. And it's it's insane. So um, we're outside. And like I said, Lawhead is doing his Reggie Jackson impression of him at the plate. And then he's doing Ricky. And I swear to God, I I was crying of laughter. I've never, Burr said, he goes, Verzi, I've never seen you laugh like that. And we laugh all the fuck, I was crying. I was fucking crying. 
I was wiping my eyes, and it was just so cool. And, and, you know, Jason's dad, who's this Hall of Fame basketball coach, is watching his son do these impressions, and he's laughing, and he's this older, disciplined man, and he's just sitting there, like, really taking it in. And it was really cool as an outsider to see a father and son have this unbelievable thing that, that was going on on this tour, um, though the first half of it, at least. This is the first night they're not with us, and uh, it does not feel the same, like I said. But so... We just had this great night at the cigar bar. So much fun. And the plan is in the morning, we're going to get on the, you know, we had hotel rooms and the plan is in the morning, we're going to get on the bus and we are going to come back to Atlanta. And Friday night, Atlanta is the Tabernacle Theater where if you guys watched Conan, it's where he taped his, um, you know, his show from uh, recently when he was in there for a week or five days during the Final Four. And it was insane, like the like the acoustics, the the sound in this place, old like three deck theater, just in, amazing. And they put the floor was empty, so they put like single chairs in it and everything. And you know we're looking at it. We walked in early. We walked on the stage, this huge stage, and we're just preparing. And, and the cool thing is, like I said, the bus is right outside. the um, The bus is right outside the stage. We walk in. And we, we, we wait, we get ready, go to the hotel, you know, get dressed. And we're like, all right, dude, we're doing two shows at the Tabernacle right now. This is going to be insane. Uh, 1,900 people it fits. And um, both were pretty much sold out. Uh, they, they were sold out. Or, or the first one was 100% sold out. The second one was, I, I actually think the second one might have sold out. It, it was nuts. Got, got in front of almost 4,000 people in two shows. And this is this is Friday. And we're, we're waiting to go on. And we're backstage. And the first show starts a little late. Because, you know, they were seating people. There's a line around the fucking block. And we're hanging out. And we were in this sick green room that had all these guitars on the wall. And all these musical bands that were there. And we're able to look out the window and see the line around the block outside. Just amazing. And... Um, we were told that um, the cast members of Anchorman 2 were going to be coming to this to, to one of the shows. I think the second show. Or there was a second show. So we go out there and the place is packed, mobbed. And Jason goes up and you just hear the way this is. And, and, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going next. And, you know, he, Jason does a great, guy did a great, fuck, guy killed, killed opening all week. And he just brings me to this sick intro, and he's like, you know, and he just says all these nice things, and he brings me up, and the place is fucking, you know, place is going fucking crazy, and I go into my jokes, and I just have a great time, and we get out, and we meet the people, we talk to the people afterwards, and, and it was awesome. Second show comes, and um, we're waiting in the green room, everybody just left, second show is supposed to start at about 10.30, and we're just hanging out in this, you know, nice green room. And they have all kinds of, like, you know, chips and food and shit for us. But, you know, we, we don't drink before the, before the show. And we had uh, another bottle of whiskey with us, but we were waiting. And who comes in the fucking door is David Keckner, Paul Rudd. This dude, Joshua Lawson from um, House of Lies. Uh, Dylan, this guy Dylan Baker has been in a ton of movies. Look up that guy. He's been in everything. From a little kid, you've seen him. He comes in. And these guys are in there, and they're fucking dressed up like like Paul Rudd's got the mustache from Anchorman. 
and he's sitting there and he's hanging out with us and we're talking and everything is great and fucking champ kind is David Koechner is one of the funniest fucking guys. He's running up, he's like rubbing my head, like he's like, "Where were you? How come you didn't come to the set?" You know, like just so fucking cool, so fucking funny. The guys at just so cool, man. And they're talking, and then um, Paul Rudd has a home in upstate New York near my mother, so we were talking about that. And uh, he has uh, some, ki- he has a couple of kids, so. You know, I have a couple of kids, so he was talking about his girls, I was talking about my kids, and we're just having this great conversation, and they're obviously wanted to be in the back, you know, because they're not, you know, the people will go fucking nuts and, and bother them, so we're sitting there, and we're chilling out, and um, not not starstruck or anything like that, just because, like, you know, in the business, you see people like that and stuff, and I mean, Anchorman's a big movie, but, you know, they were just so cool and down to earth and funny, and, and, and Keckner was just, Keckner loves to make people feel uncomfortable that are uncomfortable, so he'll just like extra hug people and touch them. So fucking funny. And now I'm like, oh shit, the show's about to start. And Jason goes on stage. And then those got all the actors start moving. Oh, by the way, Joshua Lawson might be one of the coolest son of a bitches ever. Australian dude. He's Australian dude. And he's in a new series on Showtime, House of Lies. And the guy is like, I'm watching his show because of how fucking awesome this guy was. Okay, I'll fast forward that to after, but some cool shit happened here. So Lawhead gets on stage at the Tabernacle on the second show, and you know he gets into it. And he's you know he's fucking doing his thing, and it, you know you always listen when you go when you know you always watch how the when the host is setting the tone. You see how the crowd is. The crowd seems to be great, just as good as the first one. Fucking sound is amazing, and the the the, the anchorman dudes are like looking on the side of the stage. Where like nobody could see them. But I'm going to try to paint this picture. So we're picture you're standing in the middle of the stage looking out at the audience. Okay, Center stage you're looking out. Now to the right. If you turn your body all the way to the right. There was a black curtain that way too. So it was kind of like roped off. So there was these huge organs in the back. But then there was like a like a, a draped over down curtain. So somebody could be standing right next to the stage, but these curtains blocked them, and there was a little gap to peek through, but you could see that person's face. So that's kind of where, like, the anchorman dudes were, like, poking in and looking and watching Jason, and they're laughing, and all of a sudden, it's my turn to go on stage. And I didn't realize that... Um, I didn't realize that uh, Joshua Lawson and the guy Dylan Baker were in the crowd, ready to go and laugh, and they're just sitting in the crowd. So... Paul Rudd and Keckner are like kind of... Well, Keckner was over talking to Bill and Paul Rudd is just staying there. So Law, uh, Lawhead goes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, blah, 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 you know, he, you might have seen him on this, dad, you know, whatever. And he brings me up, Paul Verzi, and like, you know, um, some of the people knew me, some of the people didn't, but the response was great. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, the, like Paul Rudd. So Paul Rudd was literally just like watching my show, like next to the stage. And I'm on stage, and I changed my act for the, this show because I was like, fuck it. I'm giving them this monster joke first. Like, I don't want any excuses with this. But the only thing that was different about it was it was a different opener from the rest of my shows the whole tour. So, and it was an old, not an older a bit that I've done before, but I brought it back, and I wanted it to just murder up top, and then I was going to go into the rest of my stuff, including my new stuff. And I go in, and... Lawhead got off really strong, and I was like, I'm going to ride this, but for some reason, because it wasn't 
what I've been doing, it kind of took me maybe 15 or 20 more seconds, which I know doesn't seem long, but you know, I'm, I'm doing my, you know what, and, and, and I wasn't really smooth with the opener in my mind. It sounded fine. And then finally the punchline came and fucking destroyed. And then all of a sudden I just looked to the right and Paul Rudd's head is between the fucking curtains, like on this, like I see his fucking face on the stage, just like fucking Brian Fantana is just chilling out watching, he's on the stage, and I just got, I was like, fuck this, I just started having fun, I go, I'm gonna fucking just have fun with this, and do it, and I'm on stage, and I'm talking, and every joke, I'm just, I'm murdering this bit, I'm, ah, ah, and I'm just like, oh, and I'm looking over, and he's fucking laughing, and then I go into material about my kids, and he's got kids, and I was psyched that he was watching it because we were talking about it before the show. So I did this joke. I did this joke about my son, and he's laughing, and he's laughing his ass off, and he's staying there for my whole set, just watching me, watching me. And um, and then my closing joke was a joke about about kids and how I'm a family man now. And he's laughing at that. And I get off stage, and him and Keckner are at the bottom of the stairs that walk up to the stage, and they're just clapping for me. And he's like, "Dude, that shit you said about your daughter." And he's like, oh my God, it was so funny. He's holding his hands over his face and he's just like, that was so, and it was just amazing. And then one of the coolest things is when Lawhead goes back on stage, they had a plan. They were going to bring the Anchorman guys out on stage to bring Burr up and the crowd didn't know. So he goes up and he's like, yeah, you guys having a good time, this and that. And he goes, well, you know, we've been doing this, we've been doing that. And the crowd's not getting restless, but they're like, all right, what's going to happen here? And he goes... Uh, we heard Anchorman 2 was being filmed here, I think, and then all of a sudden that was their cue, and fucking Champ Kind and Brian Fantana walk on stage with the thing, and the place goes fucking berserk, losing their fucking minds, the place went insane, okay, they just lost their shit, and... Keckner gets on stage, the guy who plays Frank Kine, and he's like, what's going on? How about, you know, let's hear it for these guys. How about these two? We love these guys. How about these openers, man? We love up-and-coming talent. We love talent. Keep it going. He's like, we got another guy coming to the stage. And then Keckner's like, yeah, this guy, they'll go easy on him. This is his first time performing live, this and that. And they're sitting there, and they kind of play like this little game back and forth. And then they were like, Bill Burr. And the fucking place explodes. Bill goes on stage. And just knocks out a fucking, just a, a, a monster, a fucking monster hour and whatever. he Hour and 15 or whatever, just insane. And then we're going backstage and all the actors are there. All these actors from fucking, and all, they're, they're, they're all an anchorman. Joshua Lawson plays a, plays a, you know, like I think like the head, like a, like a network guy. And, and all these guys are there and it's just, it's amazing, you know, and they're, they're, they're just, thank you. Like they're like, oh man, I was so funny, this and that, and I'm drinking and we're partying, and then, um, you know, I don't smoke weed a lot. I don't smoke weed, and I'm not gonna mention the cast member's name because I, I I don't want to do that. But I smoke weed a couple times a year. I said like for funny comedy, but me, and um, me and and fucking <laughs> Lawhead and one of the cast members, we go. Back by the by the bus and, and you know we're hitting this uh, whatever I mean I don't even know what legal is legal to say I was told it was something but I don't know but anyway we fucking had a great time and we partied and those guys were so cool and um, I don't know what else to say but 
Uh, Will Farrell and Steve Carell were going to come out, I heard, but they actually had to fly to L.A. to do something, and they're coming back. So uh, I didn't get to meet Burgundy or, or Carell, which would have been amazing to do the show that I did because I, I, you know, Burr, Burr was just like, like when, when Bill Burr, when the best comedian in America is just like, dude, you fucking destroyed that or like, you know, I love what you're doing and I love that joke. It's it's so, I don't even know what to say or think or do because it's uh, insane. But to do that and then have it be with the cast members of one of the funniest movies was was amazing. And uh, the writers, some writers were there. It was just a great, great time and an amazing night. And uh, I wanted to share with my listeners here because, um, you know, it, uh, you know, it, it's a dream come true. And, and you just, it's, it's, it was just great. But the cool thing was, it's like when you're talented and funny, and everybody likes to laugh. It doesn't matter who's there. Like, it's just... But you think, like, oh, my God. Like, even though I'm funny or I'm talented and I've done this a million times, this person who makes me laugh, I almost feel like making somebody laugh who's made you laugh through their art, you always have that, oh, I hope that person thinks I'm funny because I they've already let... Like, I'm already... They, I think they're funny. I know that they're funny. They've shown me... And I've, they, they did something classic that is forever classic that I like. Now, if this person who's been in this historic movie doing something funny thinks I'm funny, it's just an extra validation and amazing. And to have it be with the Anchorman guys was, was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So that was, that was the two shows at the Tabernacle. Um, you know, in, in, um, in Atlanta. And we've been in Atlanta for a while. We have the bus um, parked out here outside the, the, the W Hotel, and we're going to head now. And now the next shows, we have two at the Improv uh, in, in Tampa, like I said, and then we're doing Tallahassee, Florida State University. And then um, I open for Bill at the South Beach Comedy Festival on April 17th, and then I fly back on the 18th, uh, which would be awesome. So... That, you know, that it's it's been nuts. And, you know, to, you can't... Here's the thing I learned. I understand how people... Like, when you do a tour and you go on a bus, you have to pace yourself. You got to pace yourself because this shit can be, you know, it's so fun and it's amazing. I'm not, I, I will say this, though. The only thing that they didn't nail, because they nailed everything. It's like a hotel or a cruise ship on wheels. They nailed it. The only thing that's not perfect is the temperature. I feel like... Two, one degree one way makes it either freezing or really warm. So there's no happy... Uh, they were saying it was like... like I think it was Lawhead or somebody was like, yeah, there's no happy medium when it, when it comes to temperature. You're either freezing, which I don't mind, but you have to wear a jacket or it gets kind of, you know, it, it could get hot. But an insane experience. And absolutely... Um, Something I'll never forget, and I'm I'm psyched that it's not quite over yet. We have three more dates, but I just feel that um, this was something that, I mean, if I ever get to an opportunity in my career where I have enough money to get a private jet or a bus, I'm telling you, I'm getting fucking both of them because this is incredible. You're driving, you could just take out a hunk of cheese in the, in the, in the refrigerator and just sit there and eat and play put a game on them and then all of a sudden they're like yeah just be the, we're next to the stage you just get out you look at the venue you go back in and when it's time it, it, it's it's sick so uh, that's where I'm at right now that's been a thing you know the Masters would have been cool 
But shit happens, and um, it's still been one of the most insane. And then, uh, oh, by the way, I want to thank uh, Jamie Bendel, the owner of The Punchline. We were off tonight, and uh, he actually uh, had me come down and uh, let me do a spot down at The Punchline in Atlanta, which is, um, I think, the best comedy club in the state. So, um, you know, when you're not talking theater, it's it's The Punchline in Atlanta. So thank you for that. That was awesome. And, you know, the... the, the, the Oh, by the way, the Masters today, Luke Scott, man, that was awesome. But that guy Cabrera, that was a great, that was a great playoff. That was a great playoff that that happened because both, no one really choked. Both guys just it just went down to it. One guy was close, the other guy nailed it. But Luke Scott got so fucking like so it was so rough. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was so rough what happened with him at the British Open when Ernie Els won. That seeing him win that was actually cool. Tiger Woods, what can you say? The guy's still playing great, and, you know, I think he's going to win a major this year. He's coming back, and it would have, you know, but he was still in it, and it was, it was exciting to watch, so whatever. But, um, you know, I, again, the, the one thing that this trip showed me was um, when I saw a dude and his dad bonding and, and through things like that, and, and you know, the... The amazing dude that Burr is to let his, you know, want to, you know, guy opening for him and, and, and take, like, just bring his dad because, you know, his dad was a Hall of Fame coach and been through a lot and just, it was a really cool thing to see. It really was. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to get soppy here or stupid, but I don't know what anybody's relationship is with their dad. But when you, when you could see it, when you could see a relationship like that be like, like what I saw it. It was a really special kind of thing, and um, again, now it's just me and Bill down there, and those guys were so much fun, and it was like, man, we got to do this again, some way, somehow, you know, whenever, however many years, whoever's fucking, you know, tour it is, it's, this is just too great, and, you know, the people have just been so, you know, the people are so receptive and everything that you, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's so funny to wake up in the morning and see a comedian that you're friends with and just instantly start joking and quoting movies. I mean, that's the thing. Like, as much as the shows are great, and the shows are great, the people are great, but it's like in a sports team, like the camaraderie that happens with a tour is something that I never felt or experienced, you know, before. Like, you feel that, like this is like my brother or my partner right now. Like this is my this is my fucking guy that I'm like that you know we're 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 going into battle tonight. But then afterwards we party together and like there's something to be said about that because that that's like the that's kind of like what it's about, man. You know, like whatever comes with this later is amazing and 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 you know you you're always going to be appreciative of it. You can make money doing it and shit. But it was so much fun and so cool to sit there with comedians and friends of yours and laugh and watch movies and do that it was like a camping trip a few, it, it's i don't even know what else to say but um it was really cool and then you know you go back to reality and i'll be performing in front of fucking 14 people on a wednesday night somewhere no that's not going to happen but 
anyway, that that's I just want to say that uh, anybody who's listening to this and anybody who came out to any of these shows, whether you were in Athens, Georgia, Birmingham, Alabama, Charleston, South Carolina, or Atlanta, Georgia, so far, uh, thank you for the support and thanks for coming out. The the, the it's, it's been amazing. Please um, go to iTunes and uh, put comments on the Verzi Effect podcast. Anything that you want me to talk about, I will talk about. Um, I did not see a movie because I'm on fucking a tour. If you would expect me to see a movie right now or even review one, I know I'm on a tour bus. I'm not reviewing shit as far as movies. You know, I will say this though, as far as the comedy goes of this, um, I took some chances. I, I took some chances and I threw out some new stuff and I'm talking about some things that I wanted to talk about and. It's just amazing when you're afraid to do it in front of a packed place and then you still do it. It makes you so much better. So I was having fun with that. It's like, what's, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to watch out when it's a really huge show, but then other times you're like, fuck it, I'll get in with something else. But it feels really good to be on a tour and try to do new stuff and, and old stuff. And I think I'm going to be doing my first album in the first week of June. I'm going to be recording it somewhere and I'm going to figure out where. So I will let you guys know about that. Um, I am not going to drag this podcast out because of how tired I am. Because I felt like I gave the energy and I felt like it was good energy. I feel like I just hit a wall right at the plugs part of the show. So let me do the plugs and I will get you guys out of here. But I hope you guys enjoy the story of, of, the, of everything going on. Oh, another thing we've been doing is um, we've been going for walks. And picture this for a second. Me, Bill Burr, Jason Lawhead dressed nothing like they would dress in Birmingham, Alabama. Walking on residential roads and dead-end roads in like kind of like the backwoods to go for a walk. It was really funny. It was really hot. And... It was. It kind of had that my cousin Vinny thing, and we've just been going for these walks and checking stuff out. And, and but, but some of these places are seriously. It's like I'm not gonna lie. I've had a great time everywhere. Charleston, South Carolina is the shit, and I would recommend everybody to go to it and go to that cigar guy that I was talking about because it was great. Now plugs coming up on well tomorrow. That is um, April fifteenth. We are at the Improv in Tampa. Two shows. This should be posted up before then. The 16th, we are at Florida State University, Tallahassee. And the 17th, we are at the Jackie Gleason Fillmore Theater in South Beach, Miami. Then, um, I come home. I will be headlining Bananas Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie, New York. My good buddy Chris Lamberth, who will be there featuring. It is a great show. It is going to be a great time, and I'm looking forward to it. So please, if you are in that area or you know somebody in that area, come out. It's going to be a great time. Um, should be fun. It's an intimate, nice little uh, room at a at the uh, I, I forget what hotel it is. It keeps changing, but Bananas has been there since the '80s, and it's a great club. So please be there April 20th, uh, Saturday night. I will be headlining that. Also, May 1st, I will be at Levity Live um, for the Lozado. Angelo Lozado, who's been on the show, the Lozado Lowdown. He puts up 
couple of his friends, and that is uh, that is May first, and I will also be putting up other May dates, uh, May and June and July dates as they come in. Um, so that that's pretty much it, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, the next one will be the next podcast will be the second half of the tour, and that's it. So good night. Send your comments. Do all that shit. I appreciate it. I'm going to bed.